I have no idea what awaits me, or what will happen when all this ends. For the moment, I know this. There are sick people, and they need curing. Until that changes, I am here to embrace the void. This void quite calming actually. It's like this time the Xanax took me. Your sense of self is crumbling and it's taking the void down with it. It's like I'm in a black void trying to reach the new story. This concept of morality is a very interesting human characteristic. What is real? How do you define real? If you're talking about what you can feel, what you can smell, you can taste and see. Warning, this podcast contains foul language, dark invocations, and treating women like they're people. Welcome, friends, to episode 133 of Embrace the Void, where we were socially distancing long before it was cool. I'm your host, Aaron, and my guest this week is a new centrist Twitter friend uh, who's been approaching the culture wars with a very open mind. So let's make with the discourse. My guest this week is Andrea Lewis, host of Andrea with the Bangs channel on YouTube and She Wonders Why podcast. Andrea, would you like to say hi to the void? Hello, Void. Welcome. I'm so it? glad to have you on. Okay. I'm like, how many voids am I? How many of the void and the void am I addressing? Like, oh, is, is it, it plural is it just or singular? Oneness or say, okay. Yeah. The, the void Hello, identifies void. as a they, if you're curious. As a they? Oh, I, I did need to know its pronouns. So, yeah, so there you go. Now I know. Great. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm so glad to have you on. We had a fun chat a little while ago talking about Jewish, the Jewish IQ question. Um, and you mm-hmm. um, took advantage of my very Jewish last name to get away with having that conversation <laughs> without getting too much hate mail, which I fully I did, appreciate. I only got I one. That. I only got one, one negative um, fair. comment. So I thought yeah. that was pretty good. Well, yeah. I wanted to have you on to talk identity further because it seems like a lot of the stuff that you do um, out there in the world involves sort of questions around um, identity, and I'm very fascinated with how identity works. So maybe we can start with getting to know you a little bit here. How do you self-identify these days sort of politically and just as a person? Okay, so this is a good question, and I all of the different things that you can say are almost like virtue signals. Like I am a centrist, like, you know, and I'm, I legitimately am not trying to be, um, signaling any virtue. I'm just trying to be factual in it. So, um, I'd say whenever, when I do that political compass test, I always sit a bit left of center and a bit towards the libertarian like you know, like like two mm-hmm. across, two down and two to the left ish. Mm-hmm. So I I feel like I sit there um, politically as well as culturally. Um, I know that there's not really a cultural compass test, but it that's that's where I I am very interested in hearing different perspectives. So I know I'm definitely not 
hard left or hard right or hard authoritarian or hard libertarian. I'm not extreme at all. I'm very, that's why I just legitimately am in the center, (laughs) but leaning to the left. I think the the, the sort of Canadian part of me, I like the universal health care, you know, that part kind of has made me a little bit on the more liberal end of like that social safety net. I very much appreciate that because my husband's a student. So thank you for the extra child's tax benefits, Canada. Mm. So yeah. That is nice. Um, Who would you, so like maybe who would you describe as a fellow traveler? Like individuals who you feel like maybe you fall into a natural rhythm or community with? Does anybody in particular come to mind? Do you mean like group or individual? Either. Organizations. Um, Oh, okay. Any number of things, uh, really. I'm trying to think. So, okay. So someone that, there's a couple people, it depends on which direction you're going. So lately I have really been looking towards meaning and looking at our culture as a sort of why are, why are, what are these symptoms pointing to? And so like looking at these sort of, I kind of see the, the what is going on in our culture as a result of say a meaning crisis. Hmm. So I've been, I've been um, sort of frequenting different spaces um, lately. I'm not, I'm kind of getting off Twitter. I'm not off, but I'm not on it as often. And so I've joined this group discord group called bridges of meaning and it's sort of a a very friendly atheist slash christian or religious space for people Mm -hmm. to discuss meaning and it's really open in the sense the atheists aren't the objectivists type atheists they're you know you mean like the libertarian ayn rand style objectivists Type atheists, right, 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 the sort of the facts are facts, and um, there is nothing outside of the facts we can oh, okay. objectively oh, quantify. You, you, mean, you mean the the modernist uh, scientism? Yes, yes, that's the scientism. Atheism. Yes, that's exactly exactly what I'm talking about. So <laughs> we deal with many so... brands of objectivism on this show. So we have yeah, to yeah, okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> I should have known being a philosophy. I know podcast. it's terrible. <laughs> so no, so. I've been, um, I actually haven't been on the Discord group as much as I like because I kind of have trouble, I'm so used to Twitter, I have trouble jumping in, so Mm -hmm. if someone tags me, um, I join in, but I kind of, uh, yeah, I'd like to get involved, I I was really involved, like, when they first invited me, um, and I was the it girl, but now I'm, like, just normal, so now I have to- Were you the it girl uh, because you're a Christian? Because I believe you identify as a Christian, right? Oh, I do. Yeah, no. Well, no, it's because I have a like uh, a YouTube channel that's oh, that's. A, I, they call it. My, they say that I'm more. I'm outside of the random YouTube channel because I have more than a thousand subscribers. <laughs> like for them, they, uh, some of them have like little random YouTube channels with like a couple hundred. So I, I think that. But I'm like to me, I'm like guys, I'm not at all successful as a YouTuber. But thank you. <laughs> Right. But thank you. I appreciate the, uh, like the the I guess applause. But but anyway, so um, no, there's a good mix of like Christian type, um, slash atheist type, but not the typical typical down the line, you know, evangelical Christian or typical evangelical atheist. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> um, you know, soft atheists and soft Christians in a sense. Yeah, Mo- moderate. It's, it's yeah, it's just sort of. Yeah, like it's just an open way of looking at things. I think that there, like, some some would call them. Well, you're not a real atheist, or you're not a real Christian. Mm-hmm. I do. I think that they slash we are. I, I feel like I fall into that category. Um, so I've been really interested in this sort of space of like that meaning space and where religion um, and or, or lack thereof falls in that. So I've been I've, I've been finding that more interesting than the culture war aspects of things I kind of focused on last year when I first started okay. my my YouTube channel. Um, so there's that. I'd say. Um, what, well, um, so that's what. Yeah, I'm curious, like, what kind of meaning do you feel like you derive from your Christian views? So, for me, it's it's very core. Like, it's a very, it's how I view people and mm. the value. Like, I, I view people as having a very intrinsic mm. value. Mm-hmm. No one's better than anyone else in the sense of we are all, we all have, in like, a, a sort of, like like a worth, you know, mm-hmm. like we all have and and it's sort of a paradoxical like worth everything and worth nothing, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, Kant Con- like, would say we're all infinitely valuable and cannot be exchanged in any sort of um equation or something like that. Right. And I and I I'm not a, like I used to be such a huge fan of Kant. Like in intro to philosophy, I'm like deontology, black and white. Yes, things are right. Or <laughs> I'm not wrong. saying it's the only way to go. I'm just saying I, there no, are, there are precedents no, no. for what you are saying. Well, things that, no, but since I've gotten older, I've kind of started understanding. Um, oh, like oh no, like Kant, no, like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I, oh. I'm much more of a virtue ethicist the, the older I get. Like, well, it depends. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a lot of it depends. But, um, yeah, so, okay, so I'm trying to think of how else my Christian worldview. It just sort of impacts how I see the world. Like, that's, you know, that's my my lens by which I see people. And also, when you say Christian, that's such a loaded word. Like, what kind of Christian? Well, yeah, so, I'm curious what I, kind of Christian. So I'd say it's like a sort of center left type particular denomination. Yeah. I don't have a, a like I go to a non-denominational church so that okay. kind of doesn't even help. Hey look, I was um, raised Unitarian Universalist so like I'm one step what? south south of that. Yeah, truly. <laughs> That's interesting, man. Okay, yeah. so okay, it's the role I, I again sort of, of religions. Okay, so I'll okay because this is something that I know people get really frustrated about um, with Jordan Peterson when when asked like you know what do you believe and he's like do you believe in God and it depends on what you mean by God and it's like oh come on man just say so I don't want to do that I don't want to do that it depends what you mean by Jesus it depends what you mean by God it depends on what you mean by the resurrection like I I have this sort of um like like I I feel like the Bible is a text of its time, you know, um, written by humans. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the the stuff that is, you know, pretty rough from the Old Testament that you as a Jewish man, I hope, know. You Very should. familiar. <laughs> yep. Deeply, painfully yep. familiar. Stone, stone the youths. Stone yeah. the rebellious youths. 
Yes, Only that's in the right. Oh, I was just having a great fight with some Christians about that the other day. And they, yes, I guess oh, you would maybe saw those tweets about um, people. Um, I, I yeah. did. And I, I, as long as you live in a biblical society, it's okay to stone your children. That's the, that's the takeaway yeah. from Calvinism. Yeah, Thank so, you. so I, I kind of, um, I hold this sort of view that it's written in its time and you mm. shouldn't expect it to be outside of its time. That being said, there are some really profound, profound truths that are from um, Genesis to Revelation. You know, like I, I particularly, you know, of course, I I am like a, being a Christian and not a, a con- I can't be a Jew, but Jewish convert. You know, I, mm-hmm. I do think that the Bible, you know, it includes the New Testament. And, um, you know, I, I, I see Jesus as the, you know, like I, I, that's why I do actually quite like how Peterson explains that sort of arch archetype thing. Like I kind of helped me to understand um, why, why, you know, why, who is this like Jesus in that sort of perspective of the arch archetype and why Mm -hmm. is he, why are people drawn to that, that Messiah, like that sort of whatever. So I, I, I see him as the, um, like walking towards your death with your, you know, with your cross, so knowing you will die and with your head yeah. held high, you know? So I, I feel like, um, oh yeah, sorry. I should, I, I, I've, I've, I've kind of digressed a bit. So to be, to be clear, I don't think it's metaphorical, all of it. I think a lot of the Bible can be, especially like revelation. I think it's apocalyptic literature and it's not supposed to be taken literally. Um, I did study, I, 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 I majored in Christian studies with a minor in history. So I do have like a theology background and a Christian history background. Um, so there are a lot of things like the literal biblical, um, sorry, Christ, uh, creation account is never meant to have been literal. It was, it, it was written in a poetic, um, Hebrew style. It wasn't mm-hmm. historical narrative. So there are a lot of things that I do, I, I, a lot of push and pull for interpretation. But when it does come to Jesus to kind of give your followers, your, or sorry, not followers, your listeners, um, mm-hmm. I'm like in Twitter mode, um, to give your listeners an, like an idea of like where I sit, I, I do believe in the bodily resurrection of Jesus. Like that, that, that is the one miracle I 100% do believe in. And, and so, but, and, and that's the one that, you know, if it falls apart, I don't, know where my theology ends up but that i do believe in that so so does that anything that that would convince you that would fall that that should fall apart at this point i mean if you could like show if you know that whole like oh well if we could get jesus body (laughs) like his bones but how could you know like that's the thing but if if there's some sort of proof somehow Uh that would be something that i'd have to figure out like understand, like like reconcile, you know. So, but so you at feel this like point you in time, it based on faith, and you would need evidence to disbelieve it. Yeah, it's sort of like that's where the faith part comes in. So, so I I think that like I can agree with the sort of um, there's a there's a kind of movement that sort of Christian atheist movement where they sort of they're like yeah metaphorically I believe all those things metaphorically like we'll take all mm-hmm, of the mm-hmm. we'll glean all the good from the Christian faith. And, but I, 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 you know, in the sort of, I don't, I've even heard of post-Christian, you know, like, mm-hmm. it, like it's kind of making it all metaphorical. Okay. And, um, and, and I, I'm pretty close 
but I do still have some hard, some of the hardcore tenants, you know? So, so, but I definitely have opened up my, my understanding of God and the fact, the idea that like, you know, Christians, like, like the Bible is the, is the best we have, but we are not the, we don't have the monopoly on knowing God. No one, no human does. Like, so I, I kind of, the idea of opening up my perspective of like, maybe I don't, um, we're kind of, you kind of taught that growing up in a religious home that like, you know, we have the right answer and they don't know. So yeah, I'm kind of going on yeah. about it, but does no, that, fair I mean, enough. I is mean, it clear where I'm at? Like, yeah, in, no, in it's, certainly, it's certainly clear sort of where in the like slightly moderate left, um, slightly reformist Christian sort of pantheon, I would, I think people could, could reasonably locate you in a particular sort Christian of category. Pantheon. Yeah. Like I'm open to interpretation on a lot of things. Yeah. Um. But but you know that sort of core tenant around Jesus, it it it's kind yeah. of it's pretty traditional. But um, yeah. yeah. And um, I didn't ask you, of course, to to prep um your exegesis on um the defense of the bodily Christ. So I won't expect you to, be able to come <laughs> further into that. And I want to talk to you um some more about some of the stuff that I've seen you engage with on letter wiki and on twitter um so for example your your pin tweet over on twitter is uh social construct is a social construct um and this is in response to is a social construct yeah yes in response to a heather haying tweet or series of tweets about uh some sort of um you know, uh, co- complaints, I think, about postmodernism of some sort. Was the way I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm curious. That's an old one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious what that meant, meant for you when you said it and what you feel like it means to you now. Yeah, I thought it was um, really clever. Is what I, <laughs> like, I think I saw, I saw a version of that, like a version. So I told it, like, I, I stole the idea, but mm-hmm. I think I, I reworded it to make sense for me. And, um, I just thought I was so clever. <laughs> like, what about oh, it feels clever to you? Like, what do you, what do you feel like you're saying that's like? Important? It was a sort of like I win. Like we, I won. Like oh, I, I don't see. know. Uh-huh. Like it was very like a, like a dumb like, tweet. Uh, yeah, like a juvenile kind of teen. Like you know, like oh, burn social constructionist. Uh-huh. <laughs> Even so- this very thing is a social construction. Like I, I also really changed in my. My perspective. I was very. Um, my understanding of the postmodernist was through uh, Petersonian lens, like mm-hmm. a, a Jordan Peterson lens. Yeah, and uh-huh. I, I'm I just had a. Yeah, you know, you know what I mean. And um, I just, I thought that they were like, I, 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 I kind of did. It wasn't that off what I understood about it, but I just sort of have come to understand that it's. Um, like, like there are, there is reality, but we all experience reality as individuals. And mm-hmm. I, I, I don't really, I understand it on a different maybe level. It's not, they haven't changed the, the, the social constructionists haven't changed. I've just changed. Um, okay. that's interesting. That, to hear. I'm actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm curious to talk about how you've, you've developed in that kind of way. I mean, I'm, I guess I'm first of all, just curious. Why, why is it still your pinned tweet? If you feel like kind that's of cringy towards it I now? was actually thinking about, I keep on talking over your questions, man. I'm very sorry. No, um, it's okay. I'm glad you're excited no. by them. <laughs> yeah, I just can't, I can't wait. Um, I'm sorry, everyone who's listening. I'm a very, um, speak before you think person. And it, the only reason my own it's, it, it works on my own podcast and on my own YouTube channel is because I, 
I'm talking to people who I legitimately am. I'm like, I don't know. And I'm asking the question to know the thing that I want to know. So it it is quick to say the question and I don't want to continue because I want to hear their answer. But when I'm talking about things I know about uh-huh. me, I all, all, always jump the gun too okay. quickly. So I apologize. Okay. Um, and what was the question? Oh, why do I still have it? I think I still have it because I find it a little bit amusing that it kind of is true. Like it is true. It is social uh-huh. construction is a social construct. Um, it's not as slam dunky as I, I thought of it back then. Uh-huh. Um, I kind of, it's, it's a sort of, so there's two, okay, I'll, 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 I'll make this more brief than it, than I would have been in my long roundabout way of answering things. <laughs> um, reason number one is because I think it's kind of funny that it is true, even though it was a slam dunk kind of, you know, initial mm-hmm. reason why I, i'm like yeah i'm pinning this a um little, a little virtue signaling yeah yeah it, yeah so that's well, that's my second answer so um i so the first one is because i think it's kind of funny that it is true and my um but i kind of have a more gentler reason for keeping it up you know it's uh-huh. like aha this is funny it's true but it's true in a non-dunk kind of way and then the second reason is it kind of does it virtue signals my centrism uh-huh <laughs> But I and I, I have I want to do I actually have been thinking of getting a different tweet up there to sort of update, but I don't I haven't figured out one yet that's good. I'm not sure if I should do one about my YouTube because that's the whole reason I joined Twitter was to promote my YouTube channel. Um, but I I just mm-hmm. I don't know if I should do that or if I want to wait till I come up with a better. Um, here's where I'm at in my cultural political spiritual journey and it's hard to find something that and en- like one tweet to encompass that right. so i just have i've kind of i've just some reasons uh, i guess there's a third reason i haven't found anything that i like enough to replace it mm-hmm. i think and that's a so very I've, honest assessment of your just of your yeah. reasons i think yeah um, so so i think that's it but yeah the I, the postmodernists i don't think that they're necessarily wrong i just I think we can't live in a world where we are always like, but reality is real. It's a social construct. I can't like, we have to believe that some parts are objective, even if they're not like I just to function. So, yeah. And I, I mean, like this is a, this is a, a old problem for philosophers in the sense that like skepticism seems to be the most consistent position 99% of the time, but we have to live. Um, and I feel like, some of what I when I read through the comments on that particular thread or the sort of big mood vibe that I get from the culture war is that like folks who identify like you do as centrists often are driven there by feeling turned off about sort of left academia's the feeling that like that we in the left sort of overcomplicate things by making them these big complicated social constructs rather than just being like there are facts about reality that we can all just fairly easily know or something like mm. that. Do you feel like that's that's sort of getting at your feelings about this somewhat? Um, do you mean in regards to me being kind of moved into the center? Yeah. Do you feel like when you were moved in that direction, it was because you were like, oh, come on, it can't be this complicated. Okay. Um, I say I, I think I've always been around the center, um, Mm -hmm. in life in general, and probably was a little bit more on the conservative side, just following my, 
like my family, you know, um, mm-hmm. I'm, I am Canadian, but my fam, a uh, part of my family or ha- my mom's side is American and they're all Republicans. Mm-hmm. They're, they're Southern Baptist Republicans. <laughs> so, um, I, I kind of grew up, um, well in Canada, like a, a way, but still visiting that family. And my mom was, um, uh, I mean, she didn't really vote cause she lived here so long, but, um, we're, they're more on the conservative end. And I, I, so I think I kind of, I, I was friends with a a particular, uh, a guy in, in, um, in university who was super socialist. And so Mm -hmm. he kind of brought me over to the dark side, just like, just through asking questions, just through discussing. Um, and I was kind of like, understanding my own economy a bit better like we're already kind of socialist a little bit in canada anyway and it's like yeah okay that's not so bad um but then i kind of went back over to nah i think libertarianism is where it's at you know so i kind of bounced around before i joined twitter but i i think that i i kind of joined the culture wars um sorry i'm totally Mm -hmm join the culture wars like what is that i no, I, I think we totally get exactly what you mean you showed up okay, and the culture wars happening I, I came in on the scene in the in the sort of what brought me to this scene was the culture wars so it first was like uh the sort of jordan peterson stuff because that that was happening in canada um and then i what was your impression was, of the jordan peterson stuff that was happening well, in i actually first learned about it him as an academic like like these were the clips that my my sister um mm-hmm. found him first and she's like oh like what do you think this guy is about like you know we were just looking at again the first clip i ever watched of him was well it depends on what you mean my god and right. you know and then i kind of went on a deep dive about on the, the academic side on his, uh, with his lectures and then i was like oh yeah i think he's controversial for some reason and then i looked in oh bill c16 and this whole and i i honestly thought that i, I regardless of whether you agree or disagree with him i like i believed him that he wasn't it wasn't about the fact that it was um like it was more about compelled speech it didn't matter what the speech was about it wasn't about like queer rights or transgender rights it was about okay being compelled to say things um because he said he was willing to call to to use whatever you know pronouns he was asked by particular individuals it was just the government getting involved and um that again this is on my libertarian swing yeah so i'm well, like yeah so, so it. stay well, out of it <laughs> yeah so let me just ask you then do you now feel that when when these when these culture war free speech issues come up, that they um are still sort of not particularly tied to the defending of particular kind particular views, but are just sort of very neutral and are they're simply about non invasive. Or do you feel like you got more of a sense now that that there are situations where or or that like a lot of the folks who are pushing this particular narrative are interested in the silencing of very specific views like. I- like trans, you know, like critical, um, like a gender, gender, um, critical views, for example. Okay, so I think it's a lot more complicated than I mm. even realized, and I, I think that, um, I don't like limiting speech in um, government, but I also can see a side of of marginalized peoples feeling targeted 
So I, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm just taking the centrist. Like, oh, I can see both sides. Mm-hmm. Like, I know I'm taking that, but I can under. I have the the space I have in my journey. I, 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 I kind of see from the other side, like the marginalized sides perspective a bit more. But I also think that there's an activist side of who takes up their banner, the, the transgender banner of people who are like, uh, the transgender individuals um, might be like, no, I don't, you're not, you're, you're just, you're problematizing my, my space. Like, I just wanted to live my life. I like, you know, so I feel like it depends on who you speak to. Um, do you know what I mean? Like the, you typically, yeah. um, but no, it, it's so well, complicated. So, so let's I, make this I, a little, know? I mean, let's try to tie it down to the earth a little bit here and make it concrete okay. some because sort of I asked you a little bit about this stuff beforehand and you sent me um, an article from uh, Arrow magazine um, yeah. uh, Noah Carl article um, and it links to a lot of data um, or, or yeah. you know what, what what folks claim is is data uh, sort of backing up these ideas that there is a lot of censorship happening um, in these communities and I, I dove into that stuff some because I wanted to like see what is it that they're qualifying as censorship or something like that right, right? right yeah um and the top stuff that came up in a lot of these reports that he was citing as concrete evidence of of widespread censorship was um censorship against uh, uh censorious religious policies often guarding against offending faith groups um, okay. which is pretty strongly i think probably connected to muslim faith groups in particular and then sort okay. of transgender policies um outright banning transphobic speech these so okay. like they were very specifically interested in the blocking of certain kinds of speech it seems like in this um and i i just find that to be a common thread through a lot of these conversations and i wonder if you if you would agree that like that that is some that is like sort of the driving force behind folks like peterson is is the curtailing specifically of speech that they see as um important in these gender war debates i i feel like for me for private institutions mm-hmm. i feel like even if i don't like the censorious um I guess developments. I I see there. I, I I see there being a bit of a difference between a private institution versus, say, government laws. Mm-hmm. So Does you, that do make you feel sense? like that, like uh, universities can can allow their students to adopt these kinds of policies? I feel I I would be. I don't have super strong opinions about it. To be completely honest, I okay. feel a little bit. Um, more wary of government adopting particular hardline stances on limiting speech versus or compelling speech, I guess I should say. That's what the whole Peterson thing was about. But um, when, for a private institution, I feel like it's a private institution and it's that that's for them to deal with with internally, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but I OK, I'm going to be I'm going to come super clean like. I am not super interested like in forming opinions around it because I am, I kind of have this perspective of, I want to show people like, I I think, I think rather than discussing like that part of it, I just want to show love to individuals who feel marginalized. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, uh, Uh 
Like, does that make sense? Is that so? Like, I, I like the more personal versus the 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 large scale. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm I'm sympathetic. I so for example, our um, mutual acquaintance Bo um, recently yeah. we, we just found out just got got fired, and I'm I'm still developing um, my feelings on that. But mm-hmm. I you know I struggle because I think there is. I think if we're going to talk about complexities and nuance and take that kind of because I, I feel like I'm a, a left of center progressive. I don't feel like I'm far mm-hmm. left in a lot of ways, um, but I am sort of sympathetic to the situations of universities, for example. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's a lot of, you know, hay that's made uh, attacking universities and that like that Carl article that you sent was all about censorious universities, which it now it's sort of I get the impression you're you're sort of saying you feel like universities have a little bit more leeway than than the government itself in um, addressing these kinds of issues. And I just you know when I look at something like Bo's situation, where I'm sympathetic to Bo as a human being, and I want him mm-hmm. to be able to have a career doing the things that he wants to do. And on the other hand, mm-hmm. like from by his own admission, he's had repeated conversations where they've asked him to tone down his public persona and his current pinned tweet on Twitter. It involves saying, you know, um, or indeed he says, um, there is nothing bigoted about loving one's country, about having an attachment to one's community, or indeed about having an attachment to current demographics. The left should engage and discuss these complicated issues instead of using moral accusations and attacks. And mm. just like, you know, there's a time and a place for having a conversation about demographics. But like a statement like that does, you know, if I were his employer, I would feel like he was not getting the message on sort of tempering his approach to very controversial issues that that deserve sort of more than one sentence and one tweet like that. Um, so, well, okay. So, so like, what I do, do we kind do? Of like, how do we, oh, how do we measure? Sorry. And, and so, like, my question is just like, yeah. How, how do we suss out all of these cases? Right? You talk about Evergreen in your in your letters on Letter Wiki. Like, how do we figure out which I ones do, are the yeah. ones where it's like genuinely okay that like the university responded the way it did, even if a bunch of people are then going to say this was censorship for the rest of forever, versus cases where it wasn't okay. It's it seems like. There's a lot of blurring of these lines in an attempt to build this narrative. What do you think? So, okay, so I I guess I should amend what I said. I, With regards to the universities versus, I, I think I was thinking government versus the universities. I'm more concerned with, like, governments if they, because that's just, like, the entire law of the land. Um, mm-hmm. I, 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 I see the concern about universities, Um I'm not as concerned as a citizen, if that makes sense, even though I'm Canadian, but like as a citizen, I'm not as concerned about the universities because that does affect a markedly smaller percentage of the population than a law across the land. So that's mm-hmm. why I, where I'm sitting, if we're doing a comparison, but but now honing in the on the universities thing, I do want to actually bring up, I had a conversation with Jeffrey Sachs and who who is actually uh, mentioned or cited in Noah Carl's article mm-hmm. and i really really i feel i feel like i like he gave me a really interesting perspective that i didn't cuz again i'm not an academic i don't know how to find the data that these professors if it's their specialty that they find and so jeffrey has done the work Thank you, Jeffrey, mm-hmm. for giving me the information I was looking for. And he he says that 
particularly for the indoctrination thesis, the idea that I know that you know this, <laughs> the liberal professors indoctrinating students, that mm -hmm. that doesn't really have any merit and that they have da hard data on students going through university and coming out like not being affected by the professor's um, teachings. Now We appreciate um, that, knowing that our students are in no way affected by our teachings. That's, yeah, that's what we've been trying to tell people for years, but nobody believes us. Well, because he, he was like, it's the peers that affect them, not the professors. Right. And That's so, yeah, so, so actually you, you should watch that. You should, if you're, if yeah, you have no, an hour, it's, uh, you, know, yeah. you should, it, it is super, it's exactly what we're talking about right now. Now he did say there is a concern about the diversity of thought in academia mm -hmm. with regards to conservative thought. So Bo falls under that. Like, that's the thing is, like, we do, even though he says that he's, I mean, I get it. He's, like, you know, pro-choice. So he's, like, a lot of a lot of, of conservatives would be, like, no, you're not part of us because you are you don't fall, you don't toe the party line of whatever. But, but, but for our conversation and for our the academic side of things, he does fall closer to the conservative side um, or at least leans right. And... The, the reason why Jeffrey gave is because it's, it's kind of a sort of, you know, like, oh, we need diverse minds because of mm -hmm. we miss things all on one side. And he gave a great example about a, uh, a I believe, like a clergyman or a Catholic priest who um, found some information about um, how people are, are actually attending church more than they were back or, or I don't know if it was more it's the same or more um whereas the the trend was that demographics were going down for religiosity or spirituality amongst um Americans and that actually was not the case and it took someone and and of course um he, he, you know he, there was uh there was this was I believe this was replicated it wasn't just on his own research like these his results were replicated um i believe for them to be taken as like you know oh this this is true um but it, it took someone who was on the more you know who who was biased for the thing like he wasn't trying to prove or disprove but he was a religious fellow himself and so with his perspective he he found some data um and and went into the churches as opposed to going into the um, I don't know what people were, where people were looking outside of churches, but he found data that wasn't being looked at before. So I do think it is important to have um, both lots of, and I've heard this for like female anthropologists, understanding um, female dominance hierarchies within this particular type of baboon, where the male anthrop anthropologists were just totally missing the passive aggressive stuff that these mom baboons were doing when they were watching someone else's young. So, you know, yeah, well, like, I mean, that's that's the, that, wait, so that's the kind of diversity though, that the left is trying to push and that they're being sort of challenged by centrists. So you got people like Peter Bogosian out there being like, you know, would you really care about whether your, your flu vaccine was developed by a diverse panel? And some answers were like, yeah, because we've found in the past that when only white dudes do science, they don't test it on the right groups of people. Yeah, yeah, and absolutely. And, and women, like even for C-sections, the way that uh, mm -hmm. women were um, cut, like down the abdomen, like it was how you would cut a male, you know, as opposed to a female. So... Um, yeah. So, so, so I do think diversity of thought is important. And there are some things that, um, 
the irony of ironies that people on the conservative side are like, oh, who cares about, you know, representation in movies or like who cares about representation in this, that or the other. But like it actually does matter and it matters to have conservatives represented in academia. So that's what I think about that. I get the feeling that it seems like you you are farther left on a variety. I mean, this is something that often comes up when I when I feel like I engage with centrists is that when I press them on like what specifically makes them a centrist rather than a liberal or a progressive, it seems like they just end up sort of holding fairly liberal or progressive views. So let me let me let me go at this another way, right? In your okay, okay. in your letter conversation with Liam, you um you talk about the concern about educators teaching a kind of radical activism. And I'm curious if you're yes. still concerned that like teachers are doing this and that they should be avoid. Like, is it my role as an ethics professor to amongst other things, teach effective skills for changing the world and applying your ethical beliefs in that kind of way. And how would you distinguish that from radical act, the radical activism that you're concerned about? So, okay, the radical activism I'm concerned about, I don't necessarily think that it furthers social justice the way that the activists think it does. I, I suppose, I it depends on who you speak with, but I am a more, kind of like how I, I explained it before. Um, I'm like, okay, I'm going to use... Uh, uh, there are lots of like Bible verses I could use, but this one's like a like a Buddhist like like idea. I think um, it's like tend to the garden that you can touch. That's I heard Duncan Trussell, who is a comedian on Joe Rogan, say that, and um, I think that's kind of um, alongside of the, that sort of idea. The the verse like by their fruits you shall know them, you know. And I use that quote um, speaking with Liam actually. Like like if you want to. Oh, sorry. It's also Gandhi. Be the change you want to see in the world. It's like act out the things that you're concerned about. And I understand you go back to the 60s, the activism that was done, civil rights movement, you know, absolutely 100 percent protesting the Vietnam War, 100 percent. I am 100 percent behind those activists. And I don't want to make a passing judgment on activism as a whole because I haven't looked at it as a whole. But there are some activists Things that I feel are counterproductive and not actually helping the group they are, what is the word, activizing for, who they are acting on the behalf of. I don't uh -huh. know that it's helping. Do you know I what mean, I mean? I certainly like, agree I that there like are better and worse kinds of activism and that certain kinds of activism are off-putting in ways that are not particularly helpful, though I do think that we paint the civil uh, rights era with a much rosier color than it actually had and that, like, you know, folks that like MLK during that time were absolutely viewed very negatively by the majority of people and would have been sort of lumped into the kinds of categories that I, I think that, you know, the folks in, in the center today are lumping into these categories of, of activism that isn't actually helpful when he talks about the the problem with white moderates and how white moderates are the greater stumbling block than than white supremacists. Like, you could certainly imagine how if he'd said something like that on Twitter today, he would get so, you know, right. trashed by centrists for being such an extreme, in such an extreme um, racially polarizing um, kind of position. So, but that being mm. said, right, I do agree with you that there are better and worse kinds of activism. And I wonder if that 
shouldn't it then be the case that like we the educators have a high responsibility to teach good activism like if these kids are well, sort of trying out their activism i don't know what good activism we, looks like like I, sorry i cut you off what were you no saying? no i mean well so what, what do you i mean if you, you you've sort of described what seems to you to be good kinds of activism what are the primary features that you see of good activism okay so i will give an example with regards to for for we don't we don't have um we never had slavery in Canada, at least um, the systematic slavery that was done in the States. But for us, our, um, I guess, colonial shame, you can say, is like how the First Nations or Aboriginal or Indigenous folks, whichever um, word you want to use, um, mm-hmm. how they were treated. And so I live like right next to a re- the the reservation like where I live and and I I actually interviewed a guy who is he he is a former pastor and he's a professor of theology at um, the school I used to go to uh, that where I I got my degree and he attends church on the reservation and he his wife he and his wife like they are really involved in the um, indigenous community um, here in uh, Southwest Alberta and. I was talking with him about like, what do we do? You know, like, like, so, so he has, a again, being a pastor, like, or a former pastor, like he had a very, you know, you just make friends with them without an ulterior motive of look at how I'm helping. Like, and that's sort of that, you know, he didn't say those, these words, but like, don't have a white savior complex. Um, mm-hmm. Just legitimately want to get to know these people. And, and you kind of have to have an in, like there are certain days where you're invited to come for like, uh, I can't remember the name of it. It's, it's end of July. I wrote down the information, but like where you're invited to go to a powwow and like speak with the people um, there. And so the, you, there are days where anyone can go um, chat with people. And and then also with this pastor, he, he was talking to me about uh, like something, things me as an individual or me as like, I can bring in a couple people from it within like my little community, like of, like mm-hmm. ladies that I, you know, like attend church with, like like going and, and attending their church, like maybe bringing lunch out or something as like a sort of, you know, like, hey, like we wanted to bring you guys lunch and meet you and like legitimately like get to know you as people, you know. And and so to me, that seems like and, you know, I actually do have to give like Liam talked about positive, um, like building bridges um, within like the goal of critical race theory. Um, he, he talked about that at least from his own perspective. And so to me, that's what, that's what I guess it, I don't even know if I'd call it what I'm describing activism though. It's sort of like, like getting rid of ignorance. That's what I would call it because, you know, I've literally grown up to buy on this, like on the line of this reservation. And I, I don't know people from there. Do you you know, like Like doing it? You're not, you're not doing it to save them, but do you feel like you're doing it intentionally in the sense that, like, you you see a value in building that particular bridge, and so you're 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 going absolutely somewhat out of your way to yeah. do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, and, and and I actually have to. Like, I need to contact him and and actually get a plan in place. Like, that's the thing. It it, it is like a sort of like you have to put effort in um, at first. Like like he says, that some of his best friends are. And the ironic here's so, another thing. Here's a like. like Sorry, I'll I'll just say this. The ironic thing is they don't call themselves First Nation or Indigenous peoples. They call themselves natives. 
Like they just call it, he even says that sometimes they just call themselves Indians. <laughs> like I, I feel uh-huh. like that, like, I feel like I can't, like I can't call them that, but like they, they call themselves natives, you know, like they're like, yeah, we're just like, you know, your friend with one native, your friends with them all, you know, like that's, I guess a saying you, you, you know, like, but the, you, he, he says, hmm? do you feel, do you feel like you're respecting, you're trying to respect them by trying to understand what they want you to call them and trying to like call them by that yeah whatever it is yeah so 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 this is a sort of like i guess this is sort of like being educated right like this being educated Mm -hmm. and understanding um and and i did speak about like the history of trauma within the native population and you know what i don't know if you guys know about what residential schools are it's where the government um like partnering with the church took away kids from Mm -hmm. parents Mm -hmm. Sure. And yeah, and, and we're like, we can do a better job of, you know, being parents than you can. And, you know, like, like I think the last school closed in like 1996, which is just like, I can't believe that, you know, but anyway, so it, I, it's sort of like um, speaking with this, uh, this guy, his name is Mark Buchanan. I really am. I, I, this is another reason why I do my podcast It's just, I want to learn more than I know about these sort of touchy subjects, right? And so it, it just really helped me to understand um, the, the the issues a lot more. And I'd like to explore this issue as well more, uh, like the the relationship, but the, the lack of relationship between um, like the indigenous peoples of Canada and um, the people who moved in mm-hmm. a couple hundred years ago. You know, so so yeah. to me that. That's, I don't know if I call that activism, but what I just described, um, and again, I haven't even followed through with the things that I'm like, this would be so good. I want to, I want to do this, but uh, you know, it, it definitely takes effort. So I, I haven't followed through with what I ideally would like to have, you know, I, I still am, I'm on the, the, the journey of, of, you know, doing what I say I want to do, like acting out what I what I preach, you know, practicing what I preach. But yeah. I, I do feel like that might be a little bit more important. Um, sorry, I'm not not important. A bit a bit more. Um, what is what am I what am I saying? It's I, I feel like that's better than like protesting something. Well, sometimes so, like, I, like depending on what the thing is, I guess like protesting a speaker that you don't want to speak at your university. Well, so you're, you're the the First Nations, as I understand it, in Canada were just involved in a very serious protest, right? Where they were blocking some sort of train access or something like that. My understanding was so. Like, I'm curious oh, yeah, if, you, if you feel like that kind of protesting is not valuable. I mean, I, under, I understand the very sort of broad critique of white progressives as being too ready to take up arms in a sort of white knighting kind of way but i just mm-hmm. i think it's also important to note that like everything you're describing is the goal of intersectional critical you know theory is this the, the uh, this attempt to get people to see what the lives of other individuals are like to to be more thoughtful about how you talk to others, how you engage with others, to be more, you know, honest about the limitations of your own perspective and to get views from um, other groups in a earnest kind of way. Like, that's that's what we're all trying to work for. And I feel like a lot of the culture war ends up being people trying to sort of sometimes deliberately mischaracterize attempts to do exactly that as 
you know, people going too far and demanding that you, you know, use some absurd, crazy pronouns or something like that. And just when most of what we're trying to ask is exactly what you're describing yourself, making the efforts of trying to do already. Um, it's just mm. that it, for for some people, it feels like it. And it, it seems to me that for some people, any amount of encouraging greater thoughtfulness with regard especially to trans individuals and minorities of various sorts um feels like really strong censorship even if it's just like social pressuring online or something well so with i am gonna like go back to your initial point with regard to like the protesting of the pipeline that is Oh, really? Or I don't know if it was the pipeline, but whatever, whatever, whichever it was that they were protesting, there are on the other end, other native groups who want, who actually are upset about the pipeline or the, 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 the halting of the construction of it, because they, they, they would be the ones who would be hired to do that work in particular areas. Like they're, they're kind of like, they're like any peoples where some think that it shouldn't be. And others are like, but these are, this is a job opportunity, you know? It, so it, sure. it is just like there were, you mm, know, black, black individuals who weren't sort of fans of the getting out and marching method of, um, you know, of achieving social justice and are still not fans of it with Black Lives Matter today. Um, and I, right, I'm not yeah. saying that, you know, I, I can say for sure which side of these particular arguments is right in a given scenario, but I do think that, you know, there's value in protesting as well as community organizing. These are different tools in the social progress toolkit. And it just, it seems to me that to sort of broadly speaking, you're on board with a lot of that, progressive agenda um you're just you know like many of us sort of reasonably concerned about what the best method is for achieving that social progress right and a lot of it okay so i'm gonna i actually like remembered this quote because i'm like i think i can use this quote and it'll make sense on aaron's podcast so i was i have been re-watching avatar the last airbender with my kids um i don't know if you're familiar with it yeah, it's classic it is Pocahontas an ripoff. Show. it's fine uh, <laughs> no. oh sorry i meant hey. i meant fern gully excuse me did i say the oh wrong no 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 Disney no no film? no no not no not avatar stupid oh 3D i'm sorry avatar idiot. the last and airbender like, i misheard you yes. the last airbender man Apologies. come on i'm so yeah. angry they stole the name so that that's what you thought of first oh stupid I, I assume George, you mean the television uh, show james not cameron the no, sorry, the, the cartoon. Yeah, so we can edit. Let's just edit that out. So I've it's, been watching Avatar The Last Airbender recently with my children. So, okay. You are familiar with it, though. Have you yes. seen it? Uh, I've seen okay, a couple yeah. of episodes. So I, I haven't watched all the way through it. Okay, so I I love... I, I watched it back when it first came out, and I absolutely love it, because I'm... It, I'm, I'm kind of, it's, it's a, like, it's like a, an Americanized version of, like, anime, you know? And I, I just, I, I quite like anime as well. So... I, there was a quote that, um, one of the characters, um, the like wise old uncle of like the sort of anti-hero guy, um, who's after the avatar. So he said something about how pride is not the opposite of shame, but the source of it. And I was like, and I know it's a cartoon, but I was just like, that is some deep stuff. Like, and, and, and how I'm, I'm relating this back is when you, when you get, when you sort of, when the, when critical theory comes at you 
and you've never heard of anything about it before, anything along those lines before, you you you, you sort of like it's like a, a sense of shame sort of you can't mm-hmm. help it. Like I, I'm going from myself. Mm-hmm. Right. So when I joined the culture wars and the reason why I believed Dave Rubin, you know, oh, this is just nonsense, you know, um, mm-hmm. because I was like, like, like the, the, I, I don't like this idea of this shame for things I haven't done. And mm-hmm. and but it's rooted in pride because I don't think it's you have to humble yourself to understand that it's the idea of it's not about you mm-hmm. and it's not about the fact that you're white. It's not about about it, it's not about you. That's the whole point of it. And mm-hmm. and I don't and, and and people saying these things um, using particular like there are some words that need a sort of unpacking to understand like what does white supremacy mean in critical race and what does um, white white fragility mean and mm-hmm. intersectionality um, you know, things like this intersectionality like you you need to sort of unpack it doesn't mean what you think it means. Um, in it out out there in in the regular world, like white supremacy doesn't necessarily mean you're a white nationalist. Mm-hmm. But and of course, it depends on which critical race theorist you're talking um, about as well, because there are different people and they don't all have exactly the same way of doing it. Same with Christians. That's why I, I like align like I, I likened critical race to um, religion, different ty- different aspects of certain like like hardcore intense fundamentalist like christianity versus like the sort of more moderate side like there there are different sides of of it from what it seems like to me i'm i am actually pretty from from what i gather you don't you don't particularly enjoy being lumped in with certain certain individuals in that particular category either in the behaviors of certain groups i'm very careful i Mm. i used to not even be like i don't even like saying oh yeah i'm a christian because i don't like being wrongly put in the wrong category you know but yeah. i i'm like you know what i'm a jesus follower just sounds like so hippy dippy like i just uh-huh. like follow jesus and you know like a grateful dead tour kind of situation yeah sure Fall yeah. Around. um <laughs> but, well, no, I, I think your point was I, really good though i just want to say I, I do think that that is a good point about um for a lot of folks especially if the person that they first engage with on these issues is sort of still cutting their own teeth on the activism side of things. It can feel very strong and confronting in a way that um, probably, you know, it's very natural for it to um, invoke people's ego and defensive mechanisms. um, And that can Mm -hmm. become a cycle whereby they then see sort of further similar things in that same light. And they sort of, it makes it harder and harder for them to develop a more um, neutral or, or, you know, potentially even positive view of some of these uh, claims or arguments. So, yeah, well, I do think that is yeah, a problem. And, and, well, and understanding that, like, when when it's sort of, like, this sort of, like, it's not about you. Like, like if, if that's, I said, mm. it's not about me. Like, I, I used those words. But it's it's sort of, like, it can be, it can be said in a way that makes it sound like it is about you. Yeah, look at Kate Mann's book, um, Down Girl, you. right? Uh, I actually don't know that. What I don't I've seen her around on Twitter and and she doesn't really like people don't like her from what I've I've seen. But what, yeah, what is, is it about? I think is is a, a good critique of the people who 
who are are sort of in this reactionary centrist camp that I would call it is that like she wrote a whole book essentially explaining you know misogyny is not about specific individuals being specifically hateful towards specific other women it's about these systems that reinforce um, cultural norms that are harmful towards women you know broadly sort of social constructivist kind of understanding of this problem and she was sort of lambasted for making up a bunch of stuff and you know the, so there's a one issue that I feel like comes up on the critical theory side is that you know, we agree with you that it's just not about individuals, but when we try to make it about systems, people hate that because all they ever want to talk about is the actual actions of individuals, and they think that there's nothing else beyond the actions of individuals. They have this very atomistic view of human behavior, and so you're sort of stuck in this catch-22 where if you try to help people see that it's not about them, they balk in that direction, versus if you try to help them understand how these things are impacting their behavior directly, they take it very personally. So you're sort of like, right. and, no, and, and no I win. feel like I kind of took it like that. Um, but but like I said, like you you can it depends on how it's framed. Um, it and the idea and I have seen some people be like, um, it's not our job to educate you, and and I don't agree with that because if you are if you have a special perspective and I, i'm not saying that sarcastically i mean if you have i don't mean special but if you have a, a particular perspective that that person as a white person does not understand because like you are a person of color who who has lived with this perspective why not take the opportunity to, to explain yourself yeah like, to I, think, explain. I think you're not quite getting what they're saying in that particular scenario what they mean is it's not their job as particular individuals to educate you when there's a wealth of published works by people in their community helping people. But how to do you get people to go look at those published works, though? Well, you I mean, people know Tanahasi Coates exists like it's not it's not a secret that he has a bunch of you know, substantial critiques about um, and, and like Liam, right, in y'all's letter linked to mm. a bunch of materials. And I'm curious, like, how many of those materials have you actually gone and looked at directly? He did. Yeah. So, um, but OK, can I just like circle back really quick to mm. the like, it's not, not my job. I, I understand it's not necessarily their job, but like, why not take the opportunity to get the foot in the door? Well, of... it's, a, it's a lot of emotional labor. It's very challenging, especially when people when you know that people are really defensive. You have to pick your words very carefully. You often have to explain things for a very long time. Like the threads that I have where I try to explain this stuff to people go on forever and ever. And so it is a lot of effort. It's not it's not I'm going to explain this in five minutes and you're not going to take it personally and you're likely going to agree with me. It's in uphill battle most of the time so i think it's fair to say people individuals you know like someone like me whose job it is to do this fine i have an obligation but like rank and file normies i don't think have an obligation in the strong moral sense to take all of their time and energy and put it towards or even large amounts of their time and energy and put it towards explaining stuff to people that is you know where there is information widely available for folks who want to put in a little bit of effort Right. And okay. I I still think it will this doesn't work with shouting across picket lines. Like it it mm -hmm. you know for like activism like you know whatever opposing like activist groups coming and counter protests. Like I understand that. I I do think if you are friends with someone, I think it 
it can be a slow, um, you know, sort of way, a slow uh, working in. But I think that it's, I'm not, okay, I'm not the person whose job it is to, Sorry, I was just going to say the phrase. I'm just not, it's not my job to educate the people. I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm a white person. Uh-huh. So that's the thing is, I, I guess this is a podcast. So I'm white. Although I am called ethnically ambiguous at times, though. People aren't sure. People actually often think that I am part like uh, Métis, which is a, a First Nations tribe here in Canada. Uh-huh. But I, as far as I know, I'm not. Who knows? I should do a 23andMe. But, um, you should definitely not but, do a 23andMe. <laughs> I shouldn't. Send, why? Do not send your DNA to a company. You know what? I actually, that is why idea. I have it. Yeah, that's it's why a good I instinct. have it. Stick with that instinct. And, yes. and then people said I was conspiracy theorist-ish. No, no. Do not send your DNA to a company that can change its okay, laws and sell you. your like, DNA. Honestly, <laughs> yes. honestly, I actually was like, I don't want to do it because I don't want them to have my DNA. And then like, people are like, oh, them? Who's them? Well, what are they going to do with you? You're so special with your DNA. And I'm like, I just thought it was not a good idea. And then people made fun of me so much that I was like, okay, fine. Maybe I should do it. And now yeah. finally I have someone agreeing with me. I was right. No. Yeah. You should okay, stay so away we'll from that know. stuff from, in my opinion. Um, but okay, sadly, well, I, I realized well, that we're, 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 we're way over time at this point. I just realized. Oh gosh. Um, okay. So but I do okay. want to answer the last yeah. question you asked me. Okay. So okay. I, I, okay. I have looked at some, okay. The books, cause I have to buy the books. So like, I have to kind of decide I'm going to, Okay, I guess I am agreeing with you about it is a lot of time. It is a lot of labor. <laughs> and, and often to, it's, a, it's filled with fetch yourself. quests where like people are told, can you fetch me evidence that I'm then not going to look at a lot of the time? It's sort of... And I understand. And and I I have looked at the essays. Like uh, particularly, I looked, I've read through one of the essays, which was really, I actually just have, it, it brings more questions that I'll probably have to talk with Liam about. Um, but I haven't looked at all of this stuff like to be completely honest like definitely definitely liam has given me more things than i have looked at to be perfectly honest um but i i do feel like um the things that i've talked about with liam have been such a different that's why i wrote him because i'm like liam you don't come across as most typical critical race theorists that i have come across from other people who are wary of them yeah. You know, like, and I but, list the ones yeah. that I'm I'm like, oh, I don't, I have read some of these particular, particularly like the um, Robin D'Angelo um, stuff, like her book, yeah, that, White Fragility. That's a whole other conversation I think like, we need to have It is, there. but I'm sorry, um, I don't want to go into it. But, but what I mean, the reason why I'm glad I talked with Liam and I've had this conversation over a letter.wiki with him is because it did give me a perspective that I was not finding. Mm-hmm. Um, well, in my I'm glad to hear that it has sort of broadened your perspective in that kind of way. And I think that, you know, th- that it is good for people like him and myself, hopefully, and others to be making these kinds, building these kinds of bridges and trying to help people sort of see that some of the stuff that has been demonized by reactionary centrists may not actually be as horrible as it's made out to be, or that like there are various forms of these kinds of things, some of which are more moderate than others. So mm-hmm. that, that is good. Yeah. Yeah. And th- that's why I kind of likened it to the idea of um, religion, how there are, I, and again, I don't know that that is perfectly um, mapped on, but it, it does seem like, you can take to heart some things, some aspects more than others, and some aspects might be more helpful in in living out in society versus 
Um, some aspects might be better like in academia in the theory side and then putting it out, living your life by it. Like the building bridges part that like Liam was talking about. Um, I think that's great in, in the wild, you know, like out in society, but uh, there are some parts that like, I don't know that they are again. Oh, it's so hard because like, you know, you ask like, Oh, is this is why I I like into to religion is like, is Christianity uh, like a peace-based religion? Well, it depends on who you speak to. Is Islam a peace-based religion? It depends on who you speak to. Hmm. So um, these, these are all anyway. separate conversations that I feel like we, oh, we no, unfortunately do all not these have things, time. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know I, you're I, trying I to like tie it all up, but I feel like we're just sorry, sorry. we're just unpacking a bunch sense. more problems here. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to bring up more to to like go off on rabbit trails, but it sort of it is it isn't as straightforward as critical race theory is bad. Like it it depends on who you talk to, who you read. It's definitely not black and white, is what I've discovered. That's great. I think that's a great place to, to end it there. So uh, okay. let's, let's get over to our lightning round. All right. So okay. this is required for everyone. Um, hey. the, if you're not familiar, the way this works is I'm going to give you a list of things. You're going to tell me if those things are real or not real. You are not oh allowed gosh. to hedge in any kind of way. You do not have to define what you mean by real. You can briefly vent <laughs> your spleen afterwards as need be. Okay. But real hey. or not real. All right. Are you ready? I guess I'm kind of scared, but okay. Okay. Do you believe that anything is real? Uh, yes. Okay, great. Yeah. So something is real. So let's find out what's real. Do you believe the external world is real? Yes. Okay. Do you believe colors are real? Uh, it depends on what you mean by real. Um, no. No. Shoot, I'm gonna say actually, I'm gonna say yes. Yeah. Okay. Phenomenal consciousness. Ah. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna say it is. Yeah. Okay. Free will. Ugh. I kind of have been waffling. Okay. I'm gonna say no in a well, whatever. That's all I'm you get to say. say. I'm not That's all you to get to say. say. That's all I so I'll say no. I'll say, I'll say no. Okay. At this point Are in time. selves Se- real? Selves? Like the self? Yep, like the person, the self. Yes! Okay. Yes! Okay, genders? Oh, shoot. Why couldn't... If you had said biological sex, I would have said yes. I, Gender... I pick my words very I, carefully. Genders? Ah! Why are you a philosopher? Um, I'm gonna <laughs> say No. Okay. Races? Oh, this is... Uh, I just changed my mind about this based on one of the articles that I read from Liam, actually. Um, I'm going to say no. Okay. I'm going to say no. Species? Yes. Okay. Morality? Uh, uh, yeah, I, I'm going to say yeah. Yeah, I'm okay. going to Kantian. Rights? <laughs> no. 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 N- knowledge? Those aren't real. Yes. Okay. I'm gonna say gods. It is real. gods. Uh, wait. Gods plural. God or gods, if you prefer only one. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna make it like more personal. So I'll say God with not without an S, and okay. I'm gonna say yes because it's you know okay. part, fundamental to my belief system. <laughs> Society. Um. Is it real or not real? Mm, yes. Yeah. I'm going to say, yeah. Numbers? 
I no, no. Okay, fictional characters. Oh, I don't like Frodo and all your favorites. Oh, I'm gonna say. Mm, oh, why do you do this to me? I'm gonna say yes. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna say yes. I'm gonna say yes. Okay. Yep, I'm saying okay. yes. Holes, as in a hole in the ground. Oh, uh, no. I'm gonna say no for that one. Okay. Chairs. Ugh. Chair, like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll say that one's real. Okay, sandwiches. Even though I just said sandwiches. No, they're not real. Science. They're social constructs. Science. Yeah, yes. I'm gonna say yes. Okay. Natural laws. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying yes for that one. Beauty. Yes, absolutely, 100%. If anything's real, it's got to be beauty. Okay, causality. Uh, I, um, no, no, yeah, actually, I'm going to say yeah, yeah. Okay, and finally, dharmas, in the Buddhist sense. Um, I don't really know. That's okay. This is oh, one just specifically to catch Buddhists and force them to say yes to something. It's like the basic building I, blocks I, of reality. Oh, okay. I'm like, I don't, I'm not familiar with what exactly they are, but I guess I'll say yes. Okay. Very good. You survived. How did I do? I, I, I didn't like it. What do you I mean, don't, how did I you do? There's no, there's no, like, how did one do? There's just, there's just going through the torture and then having been tortured. Um, I, so I, I think, you did I great. feel you like did I, wonderful. I went you were the best things. You were the best Okay, one. yay. Okay, um, no, you did a great you. job. Um, so we are certainly, unfortunately, way over time, but I wanted to give I'm you a chance sorry. to just plug things on more time. That's all right. I'm so wordy. You can totally cut out my long soliloquies, please. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll just tell Brian to cut everything. Whatever. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there are a number I'm sure you could just cut. Um, okay. Oh, yeah. So I guess, yeah, check out my channel, my YouTube channel, which is Andrea with the Bangs. And then on Apple Podcasts, um, I'm actually on, on across platforms. I'm on Anchor, so they they put me up on all the platforms. But um, I, I what I'm really in need of now is ratings. I only have three. So <laughs> if you want to give me a five-star review, if you like it, then put give me five Fair stars. Enough. And if you don't like it, just don't. Just don't leave anything. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, all She right. Wonders Why um, is what you can search in whatever podcast platform you use and i should be there well andrew thanks so much for coming on this has been fun chat i really appreciate it and i will catch you back on the twitters i'm sure oh well thank you so much i hope i make sense and i'm not everywhere i know i tangent so much so no problem okay (laughs) thanks aaron for having me absolutely Thanks again to all our listeners, and especially to our patrons who make the show possible. I want to give a shout out to two new patrons. One is the Tea for Two podcast, and another is a top tier $40 a month patron who has chosen to remain anonymous, which means we can cross backed by dark money off our cult bingo card. Thank you all so much for supporting the show. And as always, I must thank our top tier patrons, our $20 tier patrons, Jude Law's Canadian accent and existence makes my pussy throb, 
volunteer this summer. Learn more at campquest.org. Certainly got your money's worth on that one this week. Uh, Chad T and Jesse Urbinowitz and Brenda Goodman. And thanks to our forever and eternity top patron, Dave Maslich. Thank you all so very much. If you'd like to support the show, please leave us a five-star rating and review on your podcast app. Please follow us on Twitter at ETVPod. And if you are an eccentric billionaire or if you notice just a small void growing within you, consider supporting us financially at patreon.com slash embrace the void. Just $4 a month gets you our bonus book club content. But most importantly, remember... You are the void, and the void is you. Thank you.